Hi, everybody. This is Drew from Tuscan Radio, and um, so something pretty weird happened with my mic in this episode, so there's going to be a bit of um, distortion. I don't, that's probably a word. So uh, I, I'm working on the problem. Uh, I'm not going to go back and fully, like, re-record this episode, but there is, like, a segment, like, 14 minutes of, or so where, um, just, like, I sound like a demon. So, I'm going to edit that out, and I think that's where I was reviewing the, uh, t- the two latest issues of the, uh, Vader line of comics. So, I'm just gonna re-record those, I'll see if it sounds good. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, it was, like, I paused the recording to get, like, some water and go to the bathroom and stuff, for coming back. So, yeah. Um, all right. Um, all right. So, enjoy the episode. And please, please, I'm begging you guys, hit me up on Instagram if you are experiencing a problem. I will go and fix it. This is from a, you know, there, there was a listener who reached out to me on Instagram at G Commentaries Network and he told me about the problem. So now here I am. I'm fixing it. Um, yeah, and hopefully this won't affect our Mandalorian coverage tonight. All right, enjoy the episode. Bye. Uh, all right, in, enjoy the episode, guys. Bye. So, for those of you who don't know, twenty twenty is the fortieth anniversary of Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back, or not? The four, it's the 40th anniversary. Did I say say 20th? I'm, I'm, I'm at 40th. Um, and three years ago, for the 40th anniversary of Star Wars New Hope and the franchise as a whole, Lucasfilm put together 40 authors from other Star Wars stuff. There's Charles Soule, who's my favorite Star Wars author. Um, uh, he's actually starting off with the uh, High, High Republic stuff in two months. Um... Lucasfilm put them together and gave them a task to retell A New Hope from the point of view of side characters. And that's how we got from a certain point of view. I've not read the first book. I picked up the second one on Audible on Tuesday when it came out. And, I mean, I it's like 17 hours long. I read it at, tw- at double the speed. Just because I want to get it done, I want to get done in time for the podcast. So, um, there are probably things I miss. I'm I'm gonna read it again, but I really really enjoyed this book. Um, the same thing. It's forty authors, forty short stories, so many interesting things and questions that they answer, and more questions they pose to us as readers and fans of the franchise. Oh oh, I forgot I forgot to rate the comics. Um, that's dumb. Alright, so, um, I'm giving Darth Vader, sorry, just one more quick thing about the Vader stuff. Um, I'm giving Darth Vader number six a four out of five because it is, it's, it's, it's a setup of a new arc and really, I, I don't want to give it everything a five out of five. I want to save that for, I want to give it, I want to give it, make some, some wiggle room. I'm going to give, like, the comic stuff's going to be out of five, but I'm going to put, like, TV shows and movies at like out of ten, so that 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 doesn't mean it's bad. It's just I want to give it more room and stuff. So yeah, and speaking of that more room stuff, Vader number seven gets a four point five out of five because of the questions it poses. So and uh, the setup for the future of Star Wars, really. So yeah, I'm giving this book a five out of five. Because this is such a novel idea, and I hadn't read the first one, so and and, and, and I'm getting and I'm hearing this complaint a lot. Um, just like the first one was just so interesting, and like I I knew what to expect with the second one. I didn't read the first one, so I really just did not know what to expect, and I think that has something to do with it. I'm probably gonna like this one, and I'm gonna go back and read the first one now. Um, because I love this book, so I. I'm, that's why I'm giving this 5 out of 5, and, uh, yeah, um, alright, so, 
enough of that, the rating stuff. The point is, I loved all three pieces of content that I covered today, so, um, you know, that there just goes to show that I do love this stuff, and that's why I'm covering it. Um, okay, this book starts out, I started to take notes, but then I want, I, I was listening to the, to the book more, and I wanted to, um, just pay attention to other stuff I was doing. Um, so, the book starts out with a story about the operator of the, uh, what is it? The operator of, like, the, um, probe droid that Han Solo destroys. And, like, I really wasn't sure what I was expecting out of this book. I'm like, okay, I'm sure it'll be fun. That's what I was expecting from this book was it was going to be fun. And it really was fun, but... I didn't realize that they were going to, like, intersperse the stuff with, like, stuff that's actually happening in the movie from, like, a different perspective. Like, there was one part, like, the first story, the first story, oh, spoilers, I should say. So, the spoilers for the book, if you haven't read it, go read it, it's on Audible. Um, you get one free book per account. Um, yeah, so just go, go, go and check this book out on Audible. Uh, it, it is worth it. Very, very much worth it. Um... So, spoilers now for the book. We see how... We get to hear about, like... We heard Blaster Fire, and then, like, the and the feed went dead. That was on Hoth. And that was, like, oh my god, they're connecting it so much with the movie. I don't know what I was expecting. I was not expecting that, though. I was not expecting that at all. But... And then, also this person, her name is Myella. Her, uh, her character goes and just a couple days late later another probe droid which she's in control of on Dagobah so she sees like the um so she goes down to Hoth after all of the events of every uh, after everything happens and um she sees all the destruction she caused so it's like so she does those so she she so she's very very upset with everything that she she's done and she feels bad about it so she is in control of another probe on Dagobah and she sees what looks like a sunken x-wing but then she goes and deletes the feed this book actually has i think one and a half defections from the empire there's one towards the tail end of the book which i wasn't that crazy about and then there's another one, which is the first one. We can see, like, a kind of defection that could take place. I found the most interesting stories in this book to be the ones of, like, the creatures. Because there's a story, there's a story from the perspective of the Wampa, and there's one from the Space Slug, and the Cave of Evil. Which, uh, which, uh, Qui-Gon's a part of that, which was, aw which was awesome. And those three stories were all so cool. Um... There was also a story in here I really, really liked about, um, from Yoda's perspective and one from Ben Kenobi's perspective. There was one, uh, that was hysterical, uh, Jackson, the rabbit. There's like a rabbit in the comics. Um, and yep, he is, um, he's in this book. He's in this book. It's pretty funny. His chapter starts out with like, um, heads turned as he walked past wasn't that surprising. The people of Cloud City knew style when they saw it. Of course, like making everyone think, "Oh my god, this is a, this is this is the Lando story. This is the Lando story." And then we hear like um and then we get to hear and then everyone's like, "Oh, it's Jackson again." I'm like, "Jackson, is that an Ugnon?" And I looked up Jackson Star Wars. And I'm like, "Oh, no, that's 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 the rabbit person." So um yeah, I really, really liked another story I thought was really great was um, the L three three seven story. Yeah, she has a story um, where Lando uh, goes in the Falcon and sits in the cockpit, and she references like the goodbye that they had on Savarine. I'm like Savarine, Savarine, and then, and then I remembered, oh no, that that was in the book. That was in the solo not not novelization, which honestly, the solo not novelization is one of the best Star Wars books. It's so funny. There's a part in that book with um talked about this before, but there's a part in it where uh Lando where um 
Chewie has to take a shower on the Falcon. And he uses up all, all, all of Lando's expensive shampoos. So, why not? Why not have that happen? That's that's fun. That's a fun thing, right? For that being Star Wars. Um, yeah, so I, I really love that deep connection right there to the to the book. Um, uh, L3... It turns out there are three brains in the Millennium Falcon. And L3 formed um, what's known as the Millennium Collective. Which is cool. And it turns out, like, that's, like, like when uh, 3PO says in Empire Strikes Back, I I, I don't know where your ship learned to, learned to communicate. But it has the most p- peculiar dialect. That's L3 he's talking to. I think we all figured that, but it's nice that they were, that they were finally like, yep, it's 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 all three, it's, it's all three. Um, I, I love that connection. Um, we learn why Yoda doesn't recognize R two. He does. It's a test for Luke. Is what it is. It's a test for Luke. Um, and I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, there Ben gets a story as I said. Um. He said that he's been there for a few weeks. It's that's a whole thing, a huge debate among fans is like, how long is it from the beginning of Empire Strikes Back to, to the end of Empire Strikes Back? There are rumor, there are there's like theories that are like, well, Dagobah time works differently there. So, Luke could have could have been there for for a few months while it's only three or four days for Han and Leia, Chewie and three B on the Falcon. So. That was pretty fun. Um, I think there were two stories in here that were hysterical. They were, if I can just pull them up, there was the story about Zuckus and Forlom. Book details. I'm going to find the chapter list. Alright. Um. Hmm. I think it's, I think the story is called, I'm not sure what the story is called, but it's like, just like, um, a report about like a bounty hunter thing that like a droid is, is editing and then like halfway through it, like the whole thing gets like published to, to the Holonet, which is pr- pretty funny. Um, and then the last story. I should know it would be good. The last story is written by Tom Engelberger. And those of you who don't know, he wrote the uh, Origami Yoda books, which were a huge, huge part of my childhood. So I, I should have known that that would be funny. It's called The Wills Strike Back. I can't play it due, due to legal reasons. I will say, though, that our favorite commanders over from the other Star franchise do get a bit of a mention, which is that's pretty fun. If you haven't read the book, I said spoilers. You, you were warned. Um, but yeah. Um, Palpatine has a pretty cool vision. In which he sees how Vader is going to overthrow him. And that's another thing I forgot to mention with the Vader comics. Is like, I think here, like, this is set between Empire and Jedi. I think this comic is really going to show that, like... There's so many. There's a lot of trust issues between Vader and Sidious at this point in the timeline, and I think that this com this book provides so much more insight into that because he sees that he he sees how Vader is gonna try and betray him, and of course, and the Pal- Palpatine wants more power, so we get to see this after. I think that was really really good and really interesting, and I love that a lot. Um. Another fun thing in the book, just I think one one of the favorite references, one of my my favorite references, was was the references to something called Hub Grub, which of course is supposed to be Grub Hub in our universe. Um, you also get to see something else in the Yoda chapter. Yoda says that he wanted to train that um, if he were to train one of the Skywalker kids, he would prefer to train Leia. I thought that was really interesting. I don't know if we'd heard that before. If we had, 
I'm just stupid. I don't. I don't know. As I've said, I'm just trying to get to know that this new canon and stuff. I'm finally going through. I'm finally reading stuff, and you guys are gonna be with me as I'm reading it. But I really, really love this book. I really love that reference. I loved all the references in this book. It was. It was great. It was great. Um. So if I think the biggest question, if you guys don't care about spoilers and want to know if you should read the book. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Solid yes. This book is was so much fun. I really, really enjoyed it. There are definitely stories I like more than others. Um, some stories were awesome. Some were good. Some were fine. Some were okay. And some I just don't remember whatsoever. But um, for the most part. This was a really, really enjoyable book. There was one thing I really didn't like. In uh, so like there, there, there's a chapter given to all the bounty hunters, and then another, oh, another thing. The OT doesn't have all that many side characters, or at least not as as many as the prequels do. So you end up spending like eight or nine stories about the like just about like the evacuation of Hoth. Another thing that was pretty interesting, um, you get to hear, like, Lando's message to Bat, to, like, Cloud City, like, five or six times, and you just know what's going on at, like, different ends of the city at all those times, and I really liked that, I thought that was really, really cool, um, I'm just doing all that, I thought that was awesome, so, yeah, that, oh, another thing, um, back to the Bosque thing, there was something in this book there's pretty. There are two chapters that are like. An, there's one that's like f- fifty nine minutes and thirty five seconds, and then one just f- for for the audiobook, and one that's like over an hour long. And then there's one of those is Bosks, and he talks about a Trandoshan who's hunt who's freeing Wookies. He's like, there's a bounty hunter that's freeing Wookiees, and it turns out it's a Trandoshan. I'm like, this is really interesting. This is showing, like, this, that, like, you know, not all Trandoshans think this way, and some of them want to actually help the Wookiees. And it turns out it was his sister. It was Bosk's long-lost sister. And I really hated that. I've re- I'm so tired of everyone being related in this universe. I saw it coming a mile away. It did not have anything to do with the plot. Well, okay, just to be fair. Nothing in this book has anything to do with the plot. It's just, like... This is the most, like, supplementary material book you can find. And it really, really works with that. So, it's just that part of the book with Bosk and his sister. Big thumb, just two thumbs down. I really disliked that. It's not even a twist. It fails... In every way. So I I, I wanted to end this. So just all right. I'm I'm bumping it down to a four point eight out of five. Four point eight out of five for the book. There's a lot of things in this book I really loved. A lot of things that were oh, that were kind of meh, but I I really like the, the the majority of it. So that is just my review of from a certain point of view, The Empire Strikes Back. And well, I already did the outro stuff, so. I'll be back tonight, guys, with um, The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 3, Chapter 11. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening, and may the Force be with you. Okay, guys, so around here was where my audio messed up and everything. And so I'm just going to start over, and I, was ta- and I remember I was talking about um, how... Weird it was that Vader, or Sidious, I mean, how Sidious, like, essentially just, like, took over the top, or, like, the Jedi High Council chamber for his base, his power, um, or his throne room, on his main throne room on Coruscant. I'd already, I'd always assumed it. He just kept the Senate chamber, but, uh, I don't know if this has been revealed before in in canon, or if it's a thing from Legends, or if this is just brand new to this issue, but, yeah, I wonder if it was brought up in the Thrawn book, 
I want to check. I'm going to check. I'll be right back. So I'm looking at the Thrawn book right now. I'm not going to go back and just like read through the whole book, but there's nothing in here really that, uh, on page 34 of the paperback book, um, nothing in here that says it used to be the, the, the Jedi temple, but now it's the Imperial palace. Um, then again, this is roughly 10 years before this issue of Vader. Um, yeah, I just wondered, you know, canon and things. Um, but I thought it was really interesting how Sidious is just destroying Vader, just right at the start. I thought that was very, very cool. Um, I was shocked. I was just, I, I knew that the Sith Lords were cruel, but, um, I, no, I, I'm pretty new to, like, the EU and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I've read a couple things here and there. I mean, of course, I've watched all the shows and played all the canon games, but I'm pretty new t- t- to the expanded universe. And I do realize this is not the, the designated expanded universe. This is the new canon, but... um, But, yeah, like, I didn't realize just, like, how far the Sith would go for... To just maintain that sense of anger within their uh, Sith acolytes. So Sidious tells the guards to attack Vader, and we finally get to see the guards do things for a change. They're not as good as the Praetorian guards from the Last Jedi, but at least you know, at least they get to do stuff now. They get to do stuff. So, um. Yeah, like, and Sidious takes uh, Vader's lightsaber, but, uh, but Vader, he, he can hold his own. He can hold his own. We saw this in, in Rogue One. Uh, but of course, then he, he he did have his lightsaber. So, you know, that's I get that. But uh, but yeah, um, this is insanely good. This is really really good. I'm very happy. I decided to start reading the comics. And then this next page, you got like a two-page spread right here of Palpatine force-choking Vader. And he says, how does it feel, Lord Vader, to be so weak, to feel such pain, to know such fear? And then we see, just right here, we see Padme and Sabe and Krennic and Ozil, Captain Nita... And then there's just, just one other dude right here. What's his name? So this guy's name is, uh, his name is Admiral Motti. I knew that. I knew that. I think, like, you know, once you reach a certain, your brain gets, like, a certain th- uh, number of useless Star Wars facts it can hold, and then it just forgets the other Star Wars facts. But yeah, but this Vader thing... Choking Vader, and then he starts to pull apart his limbs. He crushes his legs, and he says, "Forget everything but me." And then he just destroys his legs and his left arm. So he's he's just like he was at the end of Revenge of the Sith. And he says, "You must find yourself again, old friend." must relearn the primacy of power above all else, or you must die. So it goes back to Mustafar, and then the Death Troopers, Death Troopers, they take uh, Vader. They throw him in the same spot that Obi-Wan left him. Um, and his legs catch fire, and Palpatine says, you all, you have to rebuild yourself without me, without anyone else, without the Force. So he leaves him there, and Vader, the next panel, sees Obi-Wan walking away, and it mirrors the shot in the panel of Palpatine leaving on his shuttle. And then, next page, we get to see, uh, back at New Hope, we get to see um, Vader kill Ben Kenobi. You see it from the back. He takes another swipe. He takes he takes his lightsaber and slashes through him again, but this time it's 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 Sidious. Oh, sorry, I was wrong. He, he does have the lightsaber now. Vader does have his lightsaber. Um, 
and Palpatine, the last page of the comic, sends Ochi a Bastoon, the assassin of the Sith, to go and uh, challenge Darth Vader. So really, this uh, issue seven now, only a couple things to talk about here. So we pick up right where the last one left off. Uh, except it starts out with a flashback to Revenge of the Sith of Palpatine telling Anakin, right, gets to this point, he's Darth Vader, to go and kill the younglings. And we see then Vader crawling to the um, outpost for uh, that Obi-Wan and Anakin and Heather duel and crawls in there. And then Ochi Bastoon is there in the dust, and he goes, ha. I'm not even kidding. He says that. Flashback. Welcome, Lord Vader. We've been expecting you. Something I love about the comics, I'm realizing this more as, more as I go, is that the comics, as good as they are sometimes, are the lowest level of Star Wars canon. They are the lowest level. Like, there's nothing, like, in terms of stuff that can be retconned by the movies... Like, people are going to get mad if, like, a comic retcons the movie, but hardly anyone's going to care if a movie retcons a comic. So that's what I mean, like, the levels of canon. Like, there's, like, five or six levels. Level one is the movies, of course. Level two is the shows. Level three is the video games. Level four are books. Level five are comics. I'm trying to figure out where Galaxy's Edge fits in there. I feel like Disney's trying to make... Galaxy Edge be like number three after the shows, but I've almost I haven't been in Galaxy's Edge. I was gonna go, but then COVID happened. Uh, I I feel like for a lot of people, myself included, Galaxy's Edge is probably number four after video games, but before the books. And that's how I feel. But anyway, um, flashback: Anakin is killing all Trade Federation members and battle droids. But above him, like, we see the younglings, which is kind of a meme. So, um, I don't know, I just like the comics can, like, point things out to fans and stuff. Like, yeah, like, the odds are, like, if, if you're going to read the comics, you know a ton about this universe. You're on all the subreddits, all, on the subreddits, you follow the Instagram pages, you do all of it. So, I, I, I do like that they can make a little joke there. Like, the younglings are just standing over him as if, like, they're watching it or something i don't know maybe 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 i'm just interpreting it the wrong way but uh that's just what i feel that's what i feel but please let me know if you feel differently about that page or what um and then we see last flashback i think anakin slices through new gun ray and we see him on the floor and then we see like the body like 22 years late later is just like is lying there exact same pose it's really really cool it's really cool how they mirror them I really think that this issue in particular, and I'm pretty sure we're going to see this moving forward, this issue does a great job of blending both the prequel trilogy and the sequel trilogy, while also, of course, being set in the middle of the OT. It's right after, or a couple days probably after Empire Strikes Back, or a week or so. So, I just think that they can do things like that, and it works really, really well. So, I like that. Um... Vader repairs his legs using, looks like, battle droid legs. Ochi Bastoon arrives, they fight, and we can clearly see that Ochi can hold his own. He's, he's pretty cool. He, he can do a lot of stuff. So, yeah, um, Ochi's awesome. I really like Ochi. Uh, I would not be sad at all about seeing maybe... I don't, know, I don't know if they would do an Ochi show on Disney Plus. Or I mean, now now that I'm reading the comics, uh, I really think it'd be great if they did uh, an Ochi series, like an like a, maybe a five six issue Ochi Bestune comic. Um, but the comic ends. Vader has been crushed by a bunch of rocks, and he sees the eye of the rubbish bog. Which is a deleted scene from The Rise of Skywalker. Of course, there weren't any 
actual deleted scenes on the home video release or on Disney Plus as of right now, as of recording. There aren't any of those. Um, but yeah, but I'm going to talk about the Iowa Wish Bog in just one minute. Um, Darth Vader, the next issue, uh, number eight on sale December 16th, 2020. So you guys can hear my breakdown of that comic on December 18th before we talk about the season failing Mandalorian. So uh, here I've got my novelization of The Rise of Skywalker because uh, this did take lead scenes from the movie, put them in the book, um, which if you want to hear all my thoughts about this, I did a podcast like April 27th, I think, sometime in April, late April, uh, just breaking down this whole book. It's like a half hour long. Uh, go, go and check it out. Um, Alright, um, I am on page 20 of the hardcover of Rise of Skywalker. I don't think it's out in paperback yet, or I think it is, but uh, if you got the hardcover book, I'm on page 20 looking at this for the Rise of Skywalker, not, not novelization by Ray Carson. Um, uh, spiders. So this is, uh, being the movie, Ky- Kylo Ren is on Mustafar, and he is, he is, this is like after he's, um, taking out all of the, uh, Mustafar soldiers that he takes at the beginning of the movie. So, instead of going right to the Wayfinder, as this he has in the final film, we do that, we, he goes into Vader's castle, I think it's Vader's castle, it's like right below Vader's castle. Anyway, somewhere on Mustafar. Um, so, the Wubbish Bog is canon, this book is canon, uh, the novelizations really just add things to the movies. That's really what they do. That's their job. They add more character development, which in the case of Rogue One, is really, really needed, but they just put in deleted scenes and stuff, so, yeah. Um, you will give it to me, Kylo said. No need for that, the eye said. Do you really think my lord would have left it in the guardianship of one who could be swayed by a trick of the force? You've been seeing it for a while, yes, I must warn you. Our fiery planet burns away deception. If you proceed down this path, you will encounter your true self. Kylo was growing impatient. He glared in silence. Fine, the creature said. In accordance with Lord Vader's wishes, you've defeated my protectors and earned it. His wayfinder. It will guide you through the unknown regions to the hidden world of Exegol. To him. So, that's just that deleted scene from Rise of Skywalker. You can check out the book right now. The Rise of Skywalker book. Though I would, um, if you're going to do an Audible free trial... Um, I would recommend using it on from on from a certain point of view. The Empire Strikes Back. We're not sponsored by Audible. Uh, it's a really good book, and I, I'm gonna review that now. So enjoy my my, my review of, of from a certain point of view. The Empire Strikes Back. Welcome to Tuscan Radio. I'm your host Drew Gretchen. We got a bit of a uh, we got a bit of a different format we're using, uh, which I just came up with and uh, about a week ago and. I really love it, so we're just going to start out with this as just our first piece of news to uh, get this out of the way. Uh, we're going to, so, we are switching up our format. Uh, in the past, we've done just one, probably hour-long podcast each week, where the first half of that is news, and the second half of it is breaking down a piece of content from the Star Wars universe. Um, and I've realized, like, people, new listeners, who want to hear about The Mandalorian don't necessarily want to hear about what comics are coming out this month. And if you do, that's fine. You guys can, this is why we're doing this podcast. We're doing a news show each week where we'll break down, where, um, that will also be a breakdown for... Um, any new books and comics that come out this week, which this week we got a new book from a, a certain point of view, The Empire Strikes Back, and we got um, a new comic, Darth Vader number seven, and I will also be, be reviewing Darth Vader number six, is that these are just the first two of a new arc, and I don't want to start in the middle of an arc. So, and of course, any news, and then uh, sometime Friday nights will be, will then be just like a half hour of Mandalorian talk. So that's, that's um, what I'm thinking we're going to be doing. Um, so yeah, you guys are looking at what you're getting like. Uh, 
two half hour long or so uh, podcasts a week. So, uh, yeah, that's what's happening now. Uh, so, on to the news. Um, this is, again, these podcasts will be are, are going to be coming out Friday. So, that means The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 3, Chapter 11. I'm recording this uh, Thursday at 3 p.m. So, I don't know the title of this week's episode. All I know is Chapter 11. And Chapter 11 is now streaming on Disney+. Plus. We got some breakdowns. I got a breakdown of this week's Mando Monday event and what new Hasbro stuff is coming. So, uh, there's a Mandalorian event in Disney Magic Kingdoms. I guess it's a mobile game. I don't play this game. Uh, it seems like we're getting. It seems like Din Djarin is there. We see the baby. We see Bay Baby Yoda. We got Cara Dune, Grief Karga, and Queel, the Ugnat from season one. And then up, up, and then we also, and then we can also see the Razor Crest and a Jawa transport. We got some new, we got a new Funko Pop this week. <laughs> um, ba- Baba Yaga with the egg canister because I mean, we got some news about that too. There is uh, some backlash for for, for Baby Yoda after last week's episode. So you know, uh, if you've not seen last week's episode of The Mandalorian yet, you should probably go watch that episode because. You know, a lot of people will call that filler, but we learned last season that filler with this show, and I hate that word filler, but filler, for lack of a better term, just comes back later on to fill a huge purpose. So, yeah, Uh, I have a feeling that the passenger will become pretty important moving forward, or maybe it's just setting up something important. But yeah, we got Baby Yoda with um, the egg canister. And this thing right here, which I'm pretty excited about, I'm probably not, not gonna, gonna get this, but um, at a one to one scale, uh, the Mandalorian Hasbro Black Series electronic helmet helmet. This is awesome. Um, uh, yeah, this is pretty cool. This is on on my wish list. Yeah, this is uh, awesome. Like if you guys can't, if you guys um, this is all on StarWars.com. Um. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. A uh, new T-shirt, a um, Baby Yoda premium plush bundle from Mattel, which comes with a case, and um, an Imperial Remnant Trooper, a uh, six six inch black series. So um, yeah, that's what we got this week for Mando Mondays. Uh, so not nothing too big, but that that helmet looks pretty awesome. So we've really only got two pieces of news to talk about this week. Of course, knowing, knowing myself, like, as soon as, like, I finish recording and get this all up uploaded to Anchor, it's, like, new details on the new trilogy of films set to begin in 2023. Like, we're just gonna, gonna get, like, titles and trailers. I know they, have, they haven't even started production on those, but, like, we're just gonna get trailers even though... Just because I just finished recording, that's what's gonna happen. Um, so... We've got this news about the Leslie Headland Star Wars show for Disney Plus. Um, she has revealed how long she's been working on the show. Uh, she says, "But that's what I've been working on for for the last year, a year and some change. So all of 2020 has has been working on that. So she's been like writing the show for a year. That's pretty cool." It's pretty cool, especially considering that this is a show that is going to be... This could be a martial arts series, um, is, is what... Um, a martial arts thriller sent around a female protagonist and follow a corner of the Star Wars timeline that has not really been explored yet. That's interesting. A lot of people were speculating this could be Dr. Aphra. Uh, which we will be covering in a couple weeks. Dr. Effort number six. We'll be ca- talking about mm, podcasts on, on November 27th because I know all the uh, re- release dates very, very well. I know them all too well. So, uh, yeah. That's what we're getting. This martial arts thriller, which is it's interesting. That's really interesting. And uh, re- this is a show that's uh, in a corner of the Star Wars timeline that has not really been explored yet. So this is an alternate universe thing. 
of course we will be, be covering it as like it's coming out but i truly don't know how invested i'm going to be in this show if it's not like a part of the main like if it's not canon i don't know how invested i'm going to be in it like it could be great if it's not canon i'm like eh. I can't really connect it with anything. I'll probably find a way for it to be canon. I'll just head canon it some way. So it fits in the main universe. But I, I, I hope what they mean by like different part of the timeline just means it's in the distant future or the distant past. Like I would like that just so, so much more than it just being its own in its own universe. Because then that just opens up for so many contradictions and everything will be in its own universe. And then why am I even ta talking about these comics? You know, like if everything is just in its own universe, I'm talking about the comics. I want them to like, I want them to just have like a line in like Vader number 13 that'll come back in a huge way some somewhere down the road. Like Cobb Vanth, you know, Cobb Vanth being an aftermath. He's, I think, I think he's the first character who was introduced in a book to end up in live action so i mean that was awesome it was so much fun it's just seeing cobb vanth again and that just opens up the door for so many things down the road um we also have some news about um george lucas's sequels um so the article that I've got here from comicbook.com, just because that's where I usually get most of my news for this kind of stuff for Marvel and Star Wars. Oh, speaking of Marvel, um, WandaVision's coming out January 15th. If you guys, So just qu quick plug, if you guys want to um, be a part of that, uh, if you want to be over on the WandaVision cover, not on the podcast, but if you want to be a part of that, just... Go and subscribe to an, another Mar Marvel podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Where I'm sure myself and Alex Edwards, who's going to be on the podcast like tonight, talking about the new episode of Mandalorian, because uh, he's he loves uh, those. He like, he is so hyped for One Division, so we are going to be breaking that down episode by episode when that comes out. So anyway, that's just, there's just a qu quick plug right there. Um. So, Star Wars, creator, Star Wars creator George Lucas spent decades with the characters and worlds he created, which saw him conjure all manner of story t of storylines for where he saw his stories going, which at one point including included having Darth Maul be the major villain in the sequel trilogy that would follow his original films. These details will be published in the book, The Star Wars Archives, Episodes 1 through 3, 1999-2005 from author Paul Duncan who took to Twitter to clarify that these concepts were, were being toyed with as late as 2012 when Lucas ultimately sold Lucasfilm to Disney. Uh, the Star Wars Archi Archives episodes 1 through 3, 1999-2005 is expected to be published later this year. The book describes that Darth Maul would have trained a new apprentice, Darth Talon, who occupied a similar role to Vader. As Maul continued to control the criminal underworld, this trilogy as Maul would have continued as Maul continued to control the criminal underworld, which we saw, of course, begin in the Clone Wars animated series, and then uh, we got hints that that continues in Solo Star Wars story. Of course, Solo Star Wars story was never a part of Lucas's um, imagination for this. He had plans to do a Solo movie. He had talked about it. like that. Solo has been in development since like since 2012. So, um. Of course, it wasn't the plan to bring Solo in, or to bring Maul in, because that was just, like, Ron Howard on the set. Like, okay, I want to make a cameo. Who is, like, you talk to the story group in there, and who's like, he's like, who's around that we could use to, um, who, who's just around the timeline right now? And they're like, well, Darth Maul's still alive. So Dar that was how Darth Maul got in the movie. So Maul was not a part of the plan to for that. But, you know, Maul, of course, spoilers for Rebels Season 3, Maul's dead. And I really don't want to see him brought back again. He, he had a really great death in that uh, Twin Sons episode. Uh, that's episode 320, Rebels. And you can go and listen to my thoughts on it. Um, did podcast on it a couple months ago. So, uh, this trilogy would have taken place only a few years after the events of Return of Jedi, with Leia trying to bring order back to the galaxy as Luke attempted to rebuild the Jedi. 
while Luke would have accomplished his task of rebuilding the Jedi, Leia would have succeeded in, in establishing a new republic, solidifying her as the true chosen one. So, that's pretty interesting. I'm very interested to see, like, I hope one day, just, like, Lucasfilm, like, let stuff leak sometimes, like, the Duel of the Fate script, like, they didn't take that down. That was, I mean, Trevorrow confirmed that was the actual script, so. I, I, I just wanna, like, I just really wanna read Lucas's script, because he at least had a plan for this trilogy. Some may argue now from what we've heard is that it would have just been like that Lucas's seven eight nine would have just been like taking a look at like how the force works. I don't think that means they would all have been Star Wars science class, but I think that would have been really interesting to just go deeper into the force than we've ever really gone in uh canon. So you know, yeah, that's just those are just my thoughts on that. Um this book's coming out later this year. I'm sure I'll probably get it, and I'll break down some of the big parts of that. Speaking of breaking stuff down, um, I got some comics to talk about. So, uh, I know how some people don't really want spoilers and stuff, so that's fine. I will do, like, a quick sign-off here, then those of you who want to stick around. But before I do that, um, I'm just going to plug some stuff real quick. So... Please, everybody, go and leave a five-star review on iTunes, and then you get, we're going to read your review out here on the show, I think, starting with the Mandalorian podcast episode I'm doing tonight, tomorrow, I guess, uh, we're going to be doing, like, the, um, we're just going to read, like, a review at the top of the show. So, um, Lords Lugo says, great new pod with a new name, five stars. The podcast formerly known as the Mandalorian Podcast, now going by Tuscan Radio, is is a wonderful new addition to my podcast library. The cast this cast makes each episode feel complete and this and is filled with positivity. I highly recommend this podcast if you are into Star Wars. So yeah. Um that's just great to hear. That's really, really great. Uh go go leave a five star review and well you'll get a shout out on the podcast. By me. <laughs> Um, send us an email, mandalorianpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll read it here on the show. Either feedback about any news, or any Star Wars thoughts, or episodes of The Mandalorian. If you are listening to this before we do The Mandalorian episode, uh, and you want to send in your thoughts for, for the episode, please send them in, and I'd love to have some feedback to read on the show. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Kid Commentaries Network, where we post all new updates and our, um... What website is kidcommentariesnetwork.com where we post all new episodes of everything. So, yeah, make sure to do that. And now, I'm going to get in some spoilers for... So now, we're going to be talking about uh, Dar- Darth Vader number 6 and 7. And we will then be talking about, from a certain point of view, The Empire Strikes Back. So, um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm... I don't, what, so... I think what we're going to be doing first is talking about the comics, and then we'll get into the movie, and not movie, book stuff. So, start out, um, just sit back in my chair, and I got uh, Dar- Darth Vader number 6 right here, Into the Fire of the Punishment, so just full, full spoilers coming up. Spoilers in three, spoilers for just Vader number 6. Um, and I'll just do this for each thing. I'll do a spoiler for Vader 6, Vader 7, and from a certain point of view. So I'll give a spoiler for each thing. So spider, so spoilers for Vader number 6 in 3, 2, 1. Ochi is, like, hunting down Vader now. Um, Yeah, so Ochi Bastoon comes back at the end of this, which I'll, I'll get there in a minute. I'll get there in a minute. So Into the Fire Part 1. Uh, basically, where we left off in the first arc of, the, of this of this comic is so what i'm doing is like i am reading the new stuff as it's coming out i'll be buying it at a local comic shop just because you gotta, you gotta support local stuff you know uh but if so the first i think both vader dr afra and bounty hunters have finished the, the their full first arc I think st- I think the main Star Wars line has finished its first two. So yeah, we'll we'll f- we'll we'll f- figure out. But just 
we'll we'll talk about the stuff. Well, I'll do like a comic catch up episode, like once I've read everything, um, and just go through everything I missed. But yeah, so right now we're just talking about v- Dark Darth Vader number six and Darth Vader number seven. Um, so basically where we left him last, uh, Vader just just after the Empire Strikes Back. Uh, Vader tore through the galaxy on a quest of revenge against everyone who hit Luke from him. Now he finally understands the, the truth about the death of Padme, the wife of the man Vader used to be, and Vader's master, Emperor Palpatine, is not pleased with Vader's rebellion. Something I really liked about this comic is, like, I'd never really read Star Wars comics before. I'd re- I, I've read, like, the Kylo Ren thing from last year. I'd read all the Poe Dameron comics, and I've read that Dar- Darth Maul thing. Um, I hadn't really read a ton of the other things, but now I'm excited, because, like, I'd heard great things about both of, of, of the Vader runs before this that were canon, and if they're anything like this, I'm so excited to get to read those now. So, the comic starts off on Coruscant at the Imperial Palace, which, I don't know if we knew this, but this is, this is the first time hearing about this, this is, um, the Jedi Temple. This is Jedi Temple. That's crazy. Um, that Vader took over, like, the Jedi Council for his, um, palace. That's... He's no good to me, dead. Put him in the cargo hold. Bring Captain Solo and the Wookiee to me. This is the way. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere. Not like you. Everything's soft and Smooth. I found what I was looking for. Get back to the podcast now. You guys get a little post-credits scene if you stay to the end. I have spoken. 